Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I am delighted you are with me today. We are going to look at a very nice subject today called rewards. I bet you like rewards, so stay tuned. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, it reads as follows. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Isn't that wonderful? God rewards people for just seeking him, for just longing to know him for opening up your Bible, for beginning to read, to understand him, to, to listen to worship music and to think about him and to just sit down and talk to him in private. However way you want to communicate with him, that is seeking God. For people that go to church and they want to learn or they dig into different Bible studies or you're here today because you want to know him. You know, that is the essence of life, to know him, you know. We know different subjects and, and, you know, how to get married and, and who to pick for marriage and who to date and how to raise our children and how to deal with our finances. But if we miss him, the person of God, then you've missed out on everything. So let's look at a reward. What is a reward? Well, the reward in the Webster's Dictionary means to give money or another kind of payment to someone or something for something good that has been done. So when we go to seek God, God says, this is good. You know, the Bible is full of rewards and full of consequences and full of teaching and, and how to live and, and succeed and how to live and fail. And we want to stay out of failure, right? So he wants everyone to succeed. And God knows everything. He created everything. And he wants everything for you. Reward in the Greek is the word misthos, meaning dues paid for work, a reward used of the fruit naturally resulting from toils and endeavors. In both senses, rewards and punishments. You know, if you go to work and you work a 40-hour week and you give it all you've got, at the end of the week, you have a reward called a paycheck. Amen? And God is saying that when you go to seek him, to know him, to be with him, he rewards you for that. That's amazing. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, it says, Seek me first. God is talking. Seek me first every day, and I will add everything you need to your life. You know, that's such an easier way to live when you get up in the morning and you get your um, cup of coffee or your cup of tea or whatever you like to drink and you get your Bible and your notebook and you spend that time with God before you start your day. You know, when you do that, everything falls into place. Everything you need emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, relationally, will be added to you as you journey with God. See, God is the creator of existence. And God creates things for us as we move forward with him. It's beautiful. It's the easiest way to live. 
is to seek God first. He rewards us with giving us everything we need for life and everything we need for godliness. Reward in the Hebrew is the word ekeb, and it means consequence, gain, and of course reward. And we can see that God has put into principles the laws of life, the unbending uh, laws that he governs the earth with. One of them is every person reaps what they have sown. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived and don't be deluded or tricked. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows or a woman sows or a child sows, that shall he also reap. If I want to have something good in my life, I must plant something good. You know, if I want a garden of beautiful flowers, I don't plant a bunch of uh, tomato plants. Because if I planted tomato plants and I was so disappointed at looking at all these tomatoes and all these vines with the tomatoes and I expected to have this beautiful garden of flowers, a big diversity of flowers. But see, I was responsible for planting the seeds that grew, what, the tomato plants. So what do you want from God? If you want good from God, you must sow good. If you want bad from God, you so bad, right? You don't want bad from God, but God does reward the wicked as well. And it's not a good reward. God is fair and God is impartial in his judgment. In his, uh, When he looks upon you, he brings judgment. Either good, based on your good, or correction based on bad. Do you see? It is said, the Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convince the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. He will reprove, he will rebuke the world for sin. And he will teach them righteousness, and then he will speak of the result of both of those called judgment. And uh, upon good, God rewards us. Upon bad, God corrects us. God is the giver of the reward and the recompense due the person, whether good or evil. Isaiah 119, verse through 20, speaks of that. God says, if you are willing and obedient, that was a condition, now here's the reward, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Romans speaks that as well. Romans chapter 2, beginning in verse 4, reads, Or despisest thou the richness of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance, but after thy hardness and impotent heart, treasure it up unto thyself wrath, against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, according to his activities, according to his acts, according to his works, you will receive from God. If you're living in sin, you'll receive correction. If you're living in righteousness and doing what is right, you will receive a reward. So we just say, what do we want from God? Do we want to live our lives continually in correction and loss? 
or do we want to get rewarded from God and move up in life? To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness. So they're not obeying Jesus in righteousness. They're obeying Lucifer in unrighteousness. And the result of that is indignation and wrath. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil. Of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Job 34.11 says, For the work of man shall he render unto him. So what are you sowing and what are you reaping? If you don't like what you're reaping, you don't like your garden, so to speak, plant a different seed. Psalm 62.12 reads, Also unto thee, O Lord, belongs mercy, for thou renderest to every man, that gives to every man according to, to his work. And so, you know, in a church setting, you might see somebody getting blessed and more and more blessed and more and more blessed, and you're not receiving anything. That could be one of two things. Maybe God's refining you so that you're able to handle the blessings that are about to come your way. Maybe they're right around the corner. But if this goes on year after year and you just refuse to obey the Lord and you see everybody else being lifted up and raised in life, entering into their promised lands and their different uh, promises from God and you are left out, you might want to change lanes from sin to righteousness. In Jeremiah 17:10, it reads, I, the Lord, search the heart. God is always looking at your heart, your seat of emotions, your seat of passion, What drives you? What do you do with your conscience that God's given you? What do you do with the words? What do you do with other people? How do you treat others? How do you even treat your pets? What do you do when no one's looking? God is always searching. He says, I try the reins. That's the breaks of our life. When we're up against a situation and we're ready to explode and we decide to have self-control instead. That's when the brakes, they worked. You didn't have bad brakes and run right into the car in front of you. You didn't explode. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So God looks at our hearts. You may be somebody that says, nobody knows me or pays attention to me. I almost feel like I'm invisible and that I don't matter. But believe me, God knows exactly where you are every minute of every day and everything you do. And he loves you dearly. Back in 2001, when I uh, was praying for three years to be released from physical severe pain, to my shock, God walked in my cottage walls and he was right there in front of me. And I said to myself, this earth is so huge. How did you know where I was? How could you find me? How did you know? And he just looked at me. He's full of love and he loves you. He knows exactly where you are all the time. 
and he's always there for you. Call out to him. Call out to him. And if you're not being rewarded by God, go to him and ask him and let him teach you his way so that he can bring you a reward. Jeremiah 32, beginning in verse 17, reads, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard for thee. So no matter where you're at and how much you don't have and how the rewards seem to always be given to somebody else, don't forsake or forfeit your reward by not believing God and holding true to the path. Because God is a covenant-keeping God. You keep your righteousness in Christ and your integrity, and you ask for forgiveness along the road. But God will reward you in due season. It says, Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands and recompenses the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children. After them, the great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name, great in counsel and mighty in work. For thy eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men. He sees all the activities on the earth all the time. And he gives everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Proverbs twenty four twelve, If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, does not he that ponders the heart consider it? And he that keeps thy soul, does not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? He might be a very hardworking man out there tonight or a, a single mother, and you wonder, who sees me, you know? I work night and day, and I see all these people prospering and having a good life and going to the beach and going out on the boat and going to the theme parks and going to celebrations and family weddings and get-togethers, and I'm always left out. But God sees you. God sees your effort. God sees your hard work. God sees your continuing day after day to serve him. And God will reward you. Keep walking with God. Isaiah chapter 3, beginning in verse 10, it reads, Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him. God wants you to know that if you are righteous, things will go good for you. For they shall eat of the fruit of their doings. But woe to the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. See, it's a law of life that God created. Whatever we sow, we will reap. So if we want to reap good, we must sow good. Amen? And not be weary in doing good. Because in due season, you will reap. If you faint not, if you don't throw it down and run off. Ezekiel chapter 1830 reads, Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel. He's talking to his people. Everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent, stop sinning, and turn yourselves from all your transgressions. So iniquity shall not be your ruin. God is pleading with us 
to do good so that we, what? Receive good. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 reads, Now he that plants and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. You know, we see many people that are getting blessed and blessed and blessed, and we've worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and we're still not getting blessed the way we feel we should. But don't give up. Your blessing is coming. Your blessing is coming. I just want you to know that God is a covenant-keeping God, and He keeps His oath. Don't forfeit your blessing and frustration, and don't let bitterness begin to eat inside of you. It's like cancer. Don't let bitterness in and offense towards God. Don't let that happen. Keep a soft heart and love for God and know that God will reward you in due season. Matthew sixteen twenty seven, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. You know, you might be passed up through life many times. You know, you weren't chosen or you didn't get what you think you should. But there's somebody that knows everything you've done, has every good thing you've ever done written down, and he has a great reward for you. And you will see it come to pass. Keep walking with God. And you know, God rewards us while we're on the earth. John 10.10 He said, I am come that they might have life. Jesus wants you to have life. And he wants you to have abundant life that is more than enough, that is on top, that's overflowing. So keep walking with Jesus. You will never go wrong when walking with with Jesus. Just never forsake Jesus. If you're angry or frustrated or upset, which is part of life, God even said, be angry, but don't sin. Right? Because God doesn't want you to lose and be destroyed. Be angry, but don't sin. You know, sit down and talk to me. Come, let us sit down and let's talk. Let's reason this out. And God will download into you why you're, you haven't received what you want yet, or He will comfort you and encourage you. God is not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of God that He should repent. Has He not promised it? He will fulfill it. Trust in God. God rewards us in heaven when we die. I was a person back in 2001 that was taken into heaven. I was startled. I was, I felt like the, I'll just say it, the luckiest girl in the world that day. I couldn't believe it. You know, lucky is not a part of Christianity. It's called blessed because we on purpose live it. A certain life and God rewards that righteousness but back then that was the only word I could think of as I landed in heaven and was in such desperate need of cleansing of my iniquity and, and, and to be helped in life by God I was extremely needy and he reached down from his busy throne into a place that nobody would have walked into or in a person that probably nobody would have noticed to help. I couldn't believe the love that God showed me by bringing me up to heaven. And 
I couldn't believe that uh, I was looking at the one that I had always talked to since I was a little girl and used to write him letters and put them away in my closet in a box because I figured he was a busy, busy God. And uh, so I would write him letters. If he had time to read them, he could, you know. And I couldn't believe the day he walked through my cottage walls to rescue me out of severe physical pain. You might be sitting in severe physical pain listening to me, but God is able to heal you even now as I'm speaking. Because God is omnipotent. He's everywhere at once. And he knows you and he knows the years. He knows the tears. He knows the tragedies. And there's nothing he can't fix. I was a mess physically, spiritually, emotionally, and every other way. But there's nothing, nothing too hard for God. And he rewards the people in heaven that have walked with him through this earth. I got to see him. He was all excited for me to be there. I, he was so excited to be able to take me through this place, this beautiful place. I got to see my mother that I had buried seven years before. She died at a very young age. I used to go to her grave and sit there and cry, just talk to God, you know. I never imagined that my mother lived in such royalty and splendor. I saw her and I was just dumbfounded at her beauty and her crystal clear celestial body with light beaming out of her. She had the same beautiful personality though. And she had on elegant, uh, formal clothes. I was shocked. It's a beautiful place, and God didn't want me to miss it. And God doesn't want you to miss it. In Hebrews 9.27, it says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, like mom, she, she left, you don't need to be afraid to die. You don't need to be afraid at all to die if you are living right in God. And if you're not living right in God, just ask him to forgive you and get back into the word, into the Bible every day and let God wash you and begin to speak to God and put him your first priority of your life because he wants you with him in heaven. You don't want to miss heaven and you don't need to be afraid to die. Now, if you're not right with God and you're sinning against God and you're going in the world system rebelling against God and doing things your own way. And you need to be very afraid to die. Um, you need to be terrified of death. But you can have all that washed away. Just say, Jesus, forgive me. Father, forgive me. Wash my sins away. I've been a hellish rebel. And maybe you've even enjoyed being a hellish rebel. Maybe you enjoyed all the sin. Just say, I'm sorry. And I'm going to stop sinning, and I want to do what's right. And guess what happens next? All these angels begin to sing and rejoice. All of heaven celebrates. Every, every angel is just shouting glory to God because they want you to be theirs. So you don't need to be afraid to die. But the Bible tells us that we're all going to die. We're all going to leave. But we need to look forward to it if we're in righteousness in Christ because it's elegant, it's beautiful, it's, it makes this earth look so bad. Even the most beautiful places on this earth look bad. And uh, the Lord will reward each one of us upon our death. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that's not a problem if you obey Christ, but that's a big problem if you don't. Because even though Jesus, how much he loves you, there's nothing he can do if you don't get it together now on the earth. You don't want to die and then think you can get it together because it doesn't work that way. And nobody's happy to send anybody to hell except Lucifer, the devil, the enemy of the human race. He's happy. So we must all appear the judgment seat of Christ before that, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that, he has done whether it's good or bad. So if you take like an inventory of your life and you say, gee, I don't really want to receive from all the things I've done. Just say, Lord, forgive me. And you're forgiven. And start doing right. It's that easy. It's that easy. You know, Jesus tells a story in Matthew uh, chapter 25, verses 34 through 46 about the sheep and the goats, you know. The sheeps are people that follow the shepherd, you know. As we can see in, in, the, in the, the fields, you know, we see a shepherd and the shepherd has what? Sheep. And so it's like Jesus with his sheep, with us. And he says, my sheep, my people know my voice. And his voice is his word. And they follow me. See, when we see that Jesus says, if you do this, this is going to happen. We say, we don't want to do that, right? And so we do what he says. And we receive what he says. It's very simple. And then there's the other side. There's Lucifer and the goats. They're the people that rebel against God and say, you know. And Jesus talks about the good deeds that the sheep do. They feed the hungry. They clothe the sick. They visit people in prison. They, they give to, to, you know, all these good acts and deeds. But the goats never did. The sheep go into heaven and the goats they go into hell. So you don't, you don't want to be a goat. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, beginning in verse 19, it says, I know thy works, Jesus is speaking, in charity, in service, in faith, in thy patience, in thy works, and the last, to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. See, Jesus is always looking at you to take away your sin. And he wants you to take that sin and throw it into the trash. And he's going he's going to convict you. Hey, Fred. Get rid of all your alcohol in your cabinet. Or Joey, shut your bar down. Or Sammy, close your strip club. Or Alice, shut your abortion clinic down. Or Jimmy, you need to shut down your vape. Or Freddie, you need to shut down your porn industry. Or Carl, you need to stop... Uh, pushing false gods in my, in my children at your schools. Or you may speak to the government and say, you better start reading the Bible and doing laws according to who I am. And I'll give you time. 
to stop sinning and do right. So I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. So this is what Jesus says he will do to the person that refuses to repent, the person that refuses to stop sinning and do right. He says, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Jesus is all about giving us according to what we do. Revelation 22.12 And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. You know, we have workers and then we have actors. We have workers and we have actors. We have workers and we have actors. Actors don't do anything. They just boast. They just do the mouth thing or they show up at the different functions well-dressed and and their sophistication, but behind the wrapping paper is a hypocrite, a liar, and a phony. But then you have the worker. Those are the people that love God, and they love themselves by living intelligently and obeying Christ. You need to love yourself, your value. You have great value. There's If you gained the whole world and you lost eternity with God, You've lost everything. What 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 can you do with all of your wealth in hell? You don't take any of your wealth to heaven. You should spend your wealth on the things that God tells you to do while you're here upon the earth so that God can reward you. Let us all change lanes and let us do what's right and receive a great reward from God in this life and in eternity. Good night. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoran today at www.rialoran.org.